my friends, and welcome back to Beginnings. This is a 12-week series in which we are trying to focus on some of the basic Christian disciplines to give us a jump start. How do we grow spiritually, whether we are brand new to the faith walk or maybe this is just a reboot for us? However we see it, I hope that you've been enjoying this journey. We have uh, already tackled so many things in the Christian faith, a variety of issues from giving to serving, praying, sharing, and beyond. So now let's turn our attention to a word that is used all the time, inside and outside the church, but I think it is understood very seldom. And the word is worship. It may seem odd to talk about worship as a discipline, because I know that's what we're doing. We're talking about forming disciplines, but it is important to differentiate the way that we typically use that word and uh, the way the word should be used in a theological sense. For a Christian, what does worship mean? Worship actually is a discipline for us. We, though, use the word uh, to describe things that it's really not. We'll often use worship, and and it's not to say that it doesn't communicate. It means what we intend it to mean, but the word worship is actually rich with some meaning that we really need to understand if we're going to apply it to the Christian life and see what it should be. So let's define worship. What is a definition of worship? Now, worship is not necessarily religious, even though that's probably the number one thing that gets conjured up in the mind. Uh, it's not necessarily a religious word, but worship by itself is simply this. It's anything that consumes your attentions and affections. It's anything that consumes your attentions and affections. So you can see that it doesn't have to be religious. It can be a TV show. It can be another person. It can be a passion, a program, a job, a material possession. You can worship almost anything. So the purpose of Christian worship is to direct those attentions and affections toward God. We all have that ability to worship. We worship every day. We'll worship somebody, something, or some project every day. And we've got to be careful because we can create some idols and really get ourselves in the wrong direction. The purpose of Christian worship is to turn your attentions and affections towards him. Psalm 95 verse 6 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. That is so intentional. It's a call. Come, come be with me. Let's go worship. And how are we going to do it? We're going to submit. We're going to bow down. We're going to kneel before him. We're going to acknowledge that he is maker. There's all a, a, a lot in that, but uh, here's what we're going to do. We want to approach worship uh, from a perspective of how we can make it a discipline, something that uh, that we can do and, and, and take ourselves further and deeper into our faith life. Sometimes it's easier to uh, more clearly understand or see something once you've ruled out what it's not. So let's take a minute and talk about two or three things that worship is not. First of all, worship is not music. There's nothing sacred about a guitar played in a certain way or a note sung from the pages of a hymnal. Now, worship, uh, music can be worshipful, and worship uh, can include music, singing, and the arts like that. But the same song in a worshipful moment can be completely not worshipful in another moment because it's not the music itself. It's not, well, if we play a worship song, then we're in a worship moment. Or if we sing this or we do that, then that's worship. There's no guarantee that music leads to worship, even though your worship may contain music. Second, here's what worship isn't. 
It's not a service. I know it's common vernacular. We like to say we're going to a worship service. And while it's possible that worship will take place in that time slot at that location, just because it's on the sign does not mean it's worship. And if you've been to many church services, you know they're not always worship services. And it's important to know as well that you can worship in a crowd and you can worship all alone. It doesn't have to be scheduled uh, and it doesn't even have to be in a building. I mean, worship is not a service. It's not a time, a date, or a place. Third, worship is not a style. I know we talk about, is that worship music? Is that the worship center? Shouldn't do that in the worship house or the worship setting. See, a churchy feel or a reverent atmosphere and all the necessary bits of an aesthetic that make you feel like you're in some kind of worship environment may lead a person to be more worshipful, I guess. But it does not guarantee that worship takes place there. All the trappings that we might associate with worship does not make it worship. Now, again, those things could be a part of a time of worship, but they don't necessarily guarantee that. Worship is, we've talked about what worship isn't, worship is a spiritual act of service. It's a response. It's a sacrifice. It's an outpouring. And if all those things are true, it means that a Christian can worship anywhere and at all times. You don't have to wait for the perfect storm. It's got to be on Sunday at 11 o'clock. I've got to have my favorite worship pastor. I've got to be in the right church. Are you, are you kidding me? That's, that, that's not it at all. This reality is that a Christian can worship at a, at a place where their worship style is different than anything you've ever been in before, where maybe the level of excellence is not what you're used to. Uh, may, maybe it's even in a different language. I've been on a mission field where I didn't understand a word, but I knew I was in worship. You see, the reality is that uh, worship is not all those things. It's not music. It's not a service. It's not a style. Worship is uh, a ser- worship is an act of service, a response, uh, a sacrifice, an outpouring, and you can worship anywhere, which really leads us to this place. Worship is not an external. Worship is an internal. So worship, being able to just erupt anywhere, you can worship at work, you can worship at home in the kitchen, you can worship in church during a service. Yes, yes, you can. But it's all about what's going on on the internal. So let's see this dramatically portrayed in King David's life. Now, you got to imagine he's king, he's noble, he's a warrior, he's a man's man. But in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, we see that he flips the script. I mean, it is on its head. Here's what it says. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. Now, here's a few things that we can learn just from that little passage about what worship is and how we see it portrayed in David's life. First of all, worship is passionate. It, it flows out of the emotions and the passion and the, the belief that the worshiper has. It says that David, this regal king, this noble warrior, he danced before the Lord with all his might. He got his freak on. You know what I'm talking about? He's, he's jamming. And, and, and when people described it, it doesn't say he danced well, right? It doesn't say he danced with skill. It says he danced with all his might. So, I mean, he's slam dancing out there. Second, worship is not only passionate, it's unashamed. It says that David was wearing a linen ephod. 
Now, that's basically his undergarments. He, he, he wasn't wearing royal robes. He wasn't wearing his armor. He, he, was, he was really putting himself in a place of humility. Uh, most, most commentators say that you know, he's mostly naked at this point. David was wearing just next to nothing. Worship is focused. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord. They, they were focused. They were centered around the presence of God. And they were bringing God into the temple, into the house, or, bringing, or, or into uh, the house of Israel, that is. And it's focused. It wasn't about them or their preference. It was all about the dance, the worship, the, the noise was all around the presence of God. And finally, and I love this part, with shouting and with the sound of the horn, worship is celebration. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. If there is not some amount of celebration, even if you're covering a passage that's uh, a lament, or even if you're dealing with uh, a death at at a funeral, there has to be some amount of celebration because death has been defeated. Jesus is the victor, and our God is still seated on the throne. So worship with shouting the sound of a horn. It's a, it's a celebration. And we have to remember that. So we see in David's life that, that worship, uh, it doesn't matter where they were or who you were, whether king or peasant, whether you're on the road or you're actually in the house, uh, the reality is that worship comes out of the worshiper. So what do we do? How, how do we get to the place where we're practicing worship as a discipline? The first thing is this, be intentional. You can worship anywhere, so don't let yourself get distracted by things that you think are requirements, things that you have to have or you just can't worship. Man, just be intentional. If if you're in a moment and you can worship God, worship God. If you're in your car and the right songs on the radio and you and you see a beautiful worship God, beautiful sunset, just worship God. If you're in church and it is not ideal, it's okay. Turn your attention to God. And, and be intentional about that. Second, prioritize your opportunities. Make the gathering of other believers a priority in your life. And don't miss out uh, when you have an opportunity to worship. Don't be lazy. Don't, don't cut corners. And always come with expectation. I love that. Just come expecting God to do something amazing. And third, finally do this. Prepare. When you know you're going to have an opportunity to worship, prepare. Pray about it. Seek God's heart. Ask him to show up. Confess your sins and head into that opportunity thinking, this is my moment. I get to meet with my God and prepare your heart for worship. So be intentional, prioritize your opportunities, and prepare. Guys, I am so thankful that you're a part of this process and that we're learning these disciplines together. I'm hoping that as we've gone through each step of the way that you're not hitting one discipline and letting the rest slide, but we're building each and every one of these into our life. It is a lifelong process, and it is just the beginning. Yeah, see what I did there? Just the beginning. Let's worship as our beginning this week. Wow.